Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host timmy ababafe on vsan it's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network, also on Samsung TV+. Plus. Femi Abebefe hanging out here, Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. And this is a special morning, Michael, because we've got live action, buddy. we got a London game in Wembley, Falcons, Jaguars. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you, Femi. Yeah, I love this. I love when we have these games over there. It, it's so good, and I think we can kind of look at the game, help people maybe with in-game betting, because when you're watching games and you want to hit your app, I think the most important thing is the book's going to give you numbers based on algorithms, based on situations. But the eye can determine who's in control and who's in the lead. And I think, to me, this is one of the important things of in-game betting. And when you watch this game, it's pretty clear that Desmond Ritter does not have the ability mm. to really throw the ball. And, and why is that? It's because he's so careful. He doesn't want to make a mistake, and he doesn't trust his instinct, his accuracy. You know, he sees where to go with the football. He just doesn't throw it into a tight window because I don't think he trusts his instincts. You know, and, and he holds the ball. They've gotten sacked way too much. So this is a game that, you know, it opened up three. Not many people bet the Falcons, and I can see why. Yeah. Uh, like, like there's a, a perfect example of that play he took a sack on. Mm-hmm. The guy had separation yeah. and he wouldn't throw it because he doesn't trust his accuracy. See, this is what I think people, there's a, there's a confusion between quarterbacks who don't read well in terms of the coverage and then processing, getting their feet aligned to their arm. And then there's someone who doesn't see it as a window's open. In the NFL, there's really not very much space. You got to throw the ball into tight windows most of the time. And Ritter just doesn't trust his arm. Yeah, that was a sack that he took on third and one. So the Falcons go ahead and punt the ball back over to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, if you see us looking up or if you see Michael looking off to the side, obviously we're looking at this game and seeing what's happening. And we'll be updating you guys on what's going on overseas between the Jags and the Falcons. 7 nothing is our score. And the live numbers, the Jaguars, 7.5-point favorites. The total is up to 40.5. Now, this went ahead and closed. Jags as three-point favorites, minus 125. The total was at 42.5 on the close here. But, uh, yeah, it's been all Jacksonville so far. 
far. Four first downs for the Jacksonville Jaguars. 90 yards of offense compared to the five yards for the Atlanta Falcons. So, so far, so good for Jacksonville Jaguars backers and for Falcons backers, myself included. Uh, We're off to a rough start. (laughs) Well, I think to me, when you handicapped this game before, and this isn't second guessing, this is first guessing, right? So when you handicapped this game, you knew that Atlanta was going to struggle to run the football. I mean, Jacksonville, one thing they did last week against Houston, they played good run defense. They've mm-hmm. been able to play good run defense. So now that puts all the pressure on the Falcons. We saw that against Detroit. They go up into the Motor City and they try to run the ball against a really good front of the Lions and they can't do that. So now all of a sudden, every team in the league is saying, hey, Desmond, you're going to have to beat me with your arm. And that's a hard thing to do if the guy doesn't want to pull the trigger on it. And to me, it's somewhat amazing that they went from being all in on on Deshaun Watson to not being in on Lamar Jackson to believing what they saw in the last four games from this young man. And the same thing we saw in the last four games is exactly what we're seeing now, that hesitation to believe he can throw an accurate football. He doesn't want to make a mistake. God love that. But he's what we're—he's what they would say in 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 investment. He is too risk averse. Mm. He's not willing to trust his accuracy of his arm. Yeah, it's and the, the the surprising thing for me, at least with this Falcons team so far through three games, is that defensively they've been pretty good. They've been pretty good defensively. Like if you had a quarterback who could be a playmaker. The, the, the sky's the yeah. limit to where this team could be. And unfortunately, they went ahead and saddled up with Desmond Ritter, who so far doesn't look like he is a, a long-term starter here. I mean, at some point of this season, and maybe this will be a conversation in a few weeks yeah. or so, do you look to Taylor Heineke if you're the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons? Can you go down that road? I mean, you could, but now you're, if you go down that road, you're basically now you're declaring yourself you need a quarterback for next season. This is a really important drive in the game here because if they get this to 14 to nothing, all of a sudden Arthur Smith's play sheet in terms of what he can call, his play action passes, all those things become a little bit less likely to be called. I know it's only the first quarter. And so, but when you get up 14 to nothing, all of a mm-hmm. sudden you have an urgency to want to get back in. And calling runs isn't exactly something you want to do. And so that puts more pressure on Ritter to make throws. So this is a really important drive for Jacksonville because here's how you change the pace of the game with your offense, right? This is what's happened with Miami. This is what's happened with Philadelphia last year. By dictate, by getting ahead, all of a sudden the play sheet for the offensive coordinator becomes smaller and smaller and it becomes all pass. And you wonder if Jacksonville is able to get a touchdown here on this drive maybe that lends itself to a live under perhaps if it has to be Atlanta going to more drop back game. And so far we haven't seen Desmond Ritter being capable of executing that. Maybe that lends to a kind of a live under here with ja- with Atlanta struggling to score and Jacksonville kind of sitting on the ball, taking the air out of the ball and uh, closing this thing up. Now it's still early. Don't want to say that the game is over or anything like that, but like no, you mentioned, no, no, like, like, just, yeah, we're they, talking in game betting. Yeah. We're talking about looking at your app, seeing what you want to do here, but understanding the control and the lead of the game are things you have to determine and how this game is being played. Remember, the first quarter is always about what we what we thought could happen mm-hmm. for betters and for coaches, right? Is this what we expected? Is this what we saw the way the game is going to go? And then the second and the third quarter are all about adjustments. And the fourth quarter becomes a standalone game. Yeah, so we'll be keeping our eyes on this game here Jacksonville and the Atlanta Falcons over in London on our nice little uh, morning action 
for us here on the Lombardi line. Maybe it's a, a live bet Lombardi, perhaps. Maybe we'll get a new <laughs> imaging and, and do all of that stuff going on. But let's take a look, though, at some of the most bet games later on today here on this Sunday slate. Once again, a fantastic slate in the NFL. And in terms of the handle, Michael, the top bet game, of course, is Sunday Night Football Chiefs at the Jets. Everyone is interested in that game for what's going to happen between the lines and what's going to happen maybe in the suite as well uh, with Taylor Swift. But the second most bet game, Dolphins at the Bills. I'm excited for this one. Third most bet is Commanders at the Eagles. The fourth most bet game is the AFC North Clash, Ravens at Browns. And then the fifth most bet one is the Bengals at the Titans. Uh, What stands out to you when you look at those games that are being heavily wagered on over at DraftKings? Well, I mean, I think to me it's it's kind of interesting, the handle of the Dolphins-Bills, and I think it goes back and forth. I think both teams have taken a lot of action, right? I, I think we've seen that. The line has started to move down. You know, now it's down to two, some places it's down to two and a half. Mostly there are some twos are still out there. So we're seeing a lot of money kind of being split. The ticket count on my board is perfectly even, although Buffalo's getting most of it. I think this is a flip game. I, I, I'm really anxious to watch Buffalo's defense handle Miami. Can they handle the speed of Miami? I think that's something that I really am looking forward to seeing. We know Deshaun Watson in terms of this handle, the fourth most bet game of the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson will give it a go. We also believe from what we read on Twitter today from Adam Schefter that Derek Carr is going to give it a go down in against the Tampa Bay against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So those things, you know, I I kind of believe the Commanders Eagles game is getting so much handled because that game last year the Commanders came into Philly and won. You know, these divisional matchups tend to be a little closer, and I think people are grabbing a number, not necessarily believing the Commanders can win. Yeah, it feels like a number because it's a big number. Eagles by more than a touchdown right now. I'm yep. seeing eight and a half, nine and a half over at DraftKings, but eight and a half at some other shops. Nine seems to be the consensus here. And this is a commander's team that, I mean, they were only a five point underdog a week ago against Buffalo, who the market has high regard for. So it's it's kind of interesting to see sort of that flip back to now being a massive underdog on the road against Philadelphia. But you brought up that that Bucks Saints game here because that goes with the news about the quarterback stuff. Watson expected to play Derek Carr barring a setback in pregame warmups expected to play, but the market's kind of just been relaxed on that. We're still sitting at three and a half. We've been three and a half for much of this week. And I was talking with the guys behind the glass before we got going under uh, with the show here that it's like, would you want to back a quarterback who has suffered an AC joint? Because this time last week, the conversation was Derek Carr could miss significant time. And now fast forward seven days, and here he is as the likely starter. Like, I don't think you'd want to really back a quarterback where we thought that maybe he would miss a lot of time here now playing in just this game a week later. Yeah, I I don't know either. And I think to me, you know, with Kamara coming back, you got to feel like they'll they'll be able to do some things with their offense to not have him take some hits. But, you know, if he lands on that shoulder again, you know, he might miss more time. I mean, those are always difficult to deal with. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's a pain tolerance thing that he wants to handle. You know, I, I mean, for me, this was a stay-away game. I couldn't trust Winston if he was going to start. I kind of thought Winston would be the starter, and I, I stayed away from this. You know, my line for this game was was 2.1 mm. and, uh, you know, favor in New Orleans. So typically you should I should have taken Tampa because it's a fairly different – it's a fairly significant uh, variance. But, I, I, again, I can't trust Baker Mayfield, I, I, and especially playing on the road in that dome. I mean, go back to Minnesota. We know Minnesota isn't a great defense, and they struggled to move the ball on Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota basically gifted them the game. Yeah. 
Man, it's a, it's a it's a tough situation here for the New Orleans Saints, and I think it's going to be a Look closer that, game. I mean, you could be over there and there. We could be over there having tea and crumpets. I mean, or crumpets. I don't know how you yeah, say it. Right? Some some bangers and mash. Whatever. What else do they eat over yeah. there? All, all I, the, I love all that the they all stuff. wear their jerseys, and and they don't necessarily wear the jerseys <laughs> of the teams that are playing. I love this. I think I saw a Chad Pennington jersey up there. <laughs> like, I love this. Who knows what's I, going on in London? I, that we are we. This game of ours is becoming, and I, and I think it's great for all of Ooh. us. It's becoming an international game, and it's going to continue down that trend especially as we as we uh uh as we show games i just watched the the agap pressure come in and hit lawrence but i i think as as we see especially when we get into germany how good it is over there they love football they loved it in the world league when we had it then Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there was teams in Berlin, I think a bunch of different teams in the NFL Europe that we had in the uh, the 90s and the early 2000s. I missed that. It was it was fun to always see that. And you saw the, the buy-in from the NFL franchises with the NFL Europe. But yeah. uh, the, the international series is going to expand, I think, is the word that we want to use there because it's a lot of popularity. Mexico City, we're going to get games over there. And maybe we'll get games elsewhere. I know there have been talks about going to, to Spain and all this stuff. So uh, we're just getting warmed up here on the Lombardi line. We will get to... A fourth rookie quarterback who the reporters believe will be making his start here on this Sunday. We'll discuss that and more on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the VEASAN experts to work for you this football season and start betting smarter with the VEASAN Pro subscription. Sign up now and save 40% off our football season special when you use promo code Lombardi. Get access to everything we do this football season, including our daily best bets with a leaderboard to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24-7 video access. Remember to use promo code Lombardi to save 40% when you sign up on a football season special today. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. And I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you, today is the last day to sign up and get that 40% off discount. Once again, promo code Lombardi. Get it done. You don't want to miss out 
on this great deal. This is the Lombardi Line hanging out with you guys on the DraftKings Network. Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas. And we have football going on in London. How about that? An awesome trio here. The Jacksonville Jaguars have a 10-0 lead. Brandon McManus able to make a field goal as we were headed to break in the last segment. But the Falcons trying to get back into this game here. Trailing by 10. The live market's over at DraftKings. The Jaguars now a 9.5-point favorite. Total still sitting at 40 and a half. But let's get into some other news and notes from around the NFL. And late last night, early this morning, the insiders started bubbling and reporting that the expectation for the silver and black will be that Aiden O'Connell, the fourth round rookie, will get the start for the Las Vegas Raiders against the Los Angeles Chargers. Right now in the market, the Chargers are six and a half point favorites, total sitting at 48. But if it ends up being O'Connell, behind center. Uh, how do you see this playing out here for Las Vegas in a, in a critical game on the road against a division rival? Well, you know, it's funny, Femi. Uh, the I was, uh, you know, I monitor the circuit contest spreads just to kind of get an idea, a picture shot of where they think this thing's going to go, right? Uh, and, you know, where, where the lines will move to on Sunday. You know, like the Viking game they have in the contest at minus five. It has been four, four and a half. I don't know if it's at five today. The Raider game closed at five and a half, and now it's at six and a half in most shops across the board. So that that was – they didn't expect, I don't think, O'Connell to start. I think Circa <laughs> probably would have put the number at six or six and a half if they did. But, look, O'Connell played really well in the preseason, you know, and they're going against a team that the Raiders are familiar with. They beat them last year in Las Vegas. They, they beat them – you know, they, they turned the ball over in the opening game of the year last year. The Raiders have to rely on Josh Jacobs. I mean, this Raider team hasn't been able to run the ball in the first three weeks of the season. Their best player, along with Devontae Adams, is Josh Jacobs. They got to get him going. So you expect that you would think that the the Jaguar, the, excuse me, the Chargers are going to be really run run centric with their defensive calls to try to get O'Connell to play in the game. But this kid played really well, mm-hmm. and I think he's a fast reader. He trusts his arm. He's got really good instincts. And he can execute the offense. I think it's the right decision to make to start O'Connell because I think he, the team has confidence in him because of the preseason. I think when you watched Brian Hoyer in the preseason, I don't think the team got a sense of confidence from him. Brian Hoyer's got a sense of leadership. He can go in and execute the offense. He can be on the – but in terms of a longer play the whole game, I think they made the right choice. Yeah, and Raider fans were ecstatic, when, at least from what I saw on social media. Everyone's excited about Aiden O'Connell because of what you said about how he played in the preseason. And this is a guy in Aiden O'Connell who started a number of games at Purdue. So, like, this is not a quarterback who's, yeah. like, wet behind the ear or anything like that. I mean, he made 24 starts in his last two seasons at Purdue, made six starts as a sophomore, three starts as a junior. So he has a lot of experience, and we saw that in the preseason. Now, regular season is played at a different speed. However, he will be playing with Devontae. Adams and Josh Jacobs and the whole crew. He didn't get those guys in the preseason, and he still looked pretty good. So I'm excited to see yeah. him play. Like he was a, he has a fan in me from what he did in the preseason, and uh, I think he can go out there and uh, perform pretty well for himself. Well, I mean, look, let's face it. This Raider team, people, I think Raider fans act as if they have this incredible franchise that they've been dominating football for a long time. I mean, look, they've had two playoff appearances, a wild card, you know, since the 2002 Super Bowl. I mean. At some point, the Raiders have to gain some consistency from within. And maybe the O'Connell, being a good young quarterback, can do that for them. 
mm-hmm. know, where they can build their team around him or Garoppolo, you know, and they can feel like they can move forward. But they have to run the football. I mean, this is a team that's not good enough on defense. I mean, last week we saw Justin Herbert only throw seven incomplete passes. I mean, if he throws more than 10 today, I'd be shocked. They've got to find a way to put pressure on him. They've got to find a way to be disruptive to him. Without Eckler on the field and without Mike Williams, it gives you a better chance to do that. Well, let's move over to the game that we're most excited for in the early window in Western New York. That's the Miami Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills over at DraftKings. Buffalo, a two and a half point favorite, but that two and a half is heavily juiced. It's minus 120, total at 53 and a half. And for some fun trends here, uh, Tua Tunga Bailoa, 8 3 and 1 against the spread in division games, 4 1 and 1 ATS on the road. And then Mike McDaniel, 6 and 1 against the spread in division games as well uh, for the Miami Dolphins. This is one that it's been tricky to handicap. I can't wait to see it. I don't have a bet on it, but how do you break it down? I mean, I, I kind of, my instincts originally were, were that, you know, I think this is going to be hard. I haven't been of the belief that Buffalo is an elite defense. I think they played well, but they beat, you know, the Raider game kind of got away. Uh, I think the Raiders offensively turned the ball over. Then they lost the middle eight badly and got behind, and all of a sudden it was bad. They threw that interception on the screen, which killed them. But I, I get the sense to me that this will be a real challenge from a from a talent standpoint. The safeties, we, we know Poyer's not going to play. Jordan Poyer, who's one of their best players, he's mm-hmm. not going to play. you know. And so that hurts them in the back end. Now, Devon um, Hamlin's going to play. So we'll see how that works out. And certainly that'll, he, I'm sure if it's a Hollywood ending, he'll have the interception and he'll win comeback player of the year, which would be magnificent <laughs> considering all the things that the kid has gone through. Mm-hmm. But I, I worry about them being able to handle the width of the field and, and the length of the field. When they played man-to-man last week against Washington, they struggled. You know, they struggled to handle that. So I, I just think to me, I don't know if, if McDermott's going to have an answer to slow this attack down. And the way to slow this attack down has to be you've got to control the football because when you see it, points per play defense, the 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 the, the Miami Dolphins are on when they're on points per play defense, they're not, you know, they're 19th in the league in that area. They're third down, they're 26th in the league in terms of getting into third down, sacks per play, they're 17th. I mean, there's opportunity for you to to make some plays against them. You know, they're 22nd in terms of forcing punts. So you have an opportunity. You just have to be able to not only control the football, you've got to limit possessions because this team can score and this team can create some problems for you. And if you have to play from behind against them, then it's even harder. Yeah, I feel like you start chasing the game here, which we know Buffalo wants to avoid. And what do you make of Josh Allen in this game? Because we we know that Vic Fangio is going to try to make him be patient, and Allen sometimes doesn't like to be patient. He likes to go and make that big, splashy play here. How do you see that matching up when the Bills are on offense and the Dolphins are on defense here, especially as it pertains to Josh Allen? Well, I I think Josh has played really well the last two weeks. I think he's played MVP-like caliber play. He's been very accurate with the football. He's made great decisions. He's run the football when he's had to, but he hasn't tried to be a shooting point guard, if you will. He's been a true point guard. Mm -hmm. And that's really what you need him to do. You need him to not be the scorer. You need him to be the facilitator because he can dish it and he can throw it and he makes everybody else better. And I think they finally, after all this kind of where are we going offensively with this 12 personnel personnel grouping that they have with Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid, their first round pick from Utah, you know, that gives them some balance. And I think 
Cook has run the ball really well for them. So I love what they're doing offensively. I think they've been better, and I love what Josh Allen's doing. So that's going to be the challenge for Miami. If Vic tries to play too high safety, Buffalo will run the football on them. Mm -hmm. Buffalo will run it. And so you've got to be able to limit that. And I think the reason they've been so effective is because they've dedicated themselves to running the football in the system, but they've also dedicated themselves to letting Josh Allen be a point guard, not a shooting guard. Just be the facilitator. You don't have to put up 30 every single game. Just be the facilitator and get your playmakers the football. Uh, we will obviously go down this game and talk about this game more in the second hour when we run down the board and give our official plays here. But let's go to the AFC North and begin this conversation. We'll carry it on over into the next segment as well. And that's between the Ravens and the Browns. Cleveland is a two and a half point favorite. The total is down to 38 and a half. Expectation is that Deshaun Watson will play despite having the right shoulder issues that he's dealing with here. Uh, Watson didn't throw much this week during practice and also we got the news yesterday that David Njoku their tight end is questionable after sustaining burn injuries to his face and arm trying to start a fire pit in the backyard of his house so Cleveland dealing with a number of things uh, but they're also dealing with a pretty good Ravens team looking to bounce back yeah and, and this injury report I think this is a game I would be real careful to bet until I knew exactly who was going to be active and inactive because this is going to be a challenging game for them in terms of who's up and who's not. You know, and I think when you look at their injury report, we know Beckham's not going to practice, not going to play. He's been ruled out. So, you know, is Ronnie Stanley going to play left tackle? And we'll continue this in the next break. We think Linderbaum is going to play, but I think that's the concern. The injury report here is really, really important. Yeah, it's injuries at wide receiver, injuries at pass rusher, injuries in the secondary for the Baltimore Ravens. We'll break it down and what it means and get to the other games on this week four slate on the other side. This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSAN, the sports betting network. Looking to be a better better? Of course you are. And tens of thousands of people have already turned to Juice Reel. That's Juice, R-E-E-L, in the App Store. Juice Reel is not a sports book. It's a tool to help you beat the books. Juice Reel connects all of your sports betting accounts into one app, loads all of your betting history, and gives you an analytical edge backed by nearly $1 billion in bets from sports bettors in all 50 states. Use that data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded this revolutionary sports betting tool, Juice Reel. That's juice, like orange juice, real, R-E-E-L. It's absolutely free. Download Juice Reel to your iPhone or Android device today and become a better better. This is the Lombardi line hanging out here on a Sunday morning, week four in the National Football League. Michael out in New Jersey. Femi Abedfe here in downtown Las Vegas. We do have the NFL action going on already. The live action here on this week four Sunday. Falcons at the Jaguars in London and Atlanta putting together their best drive here of the game so far as they trail 10-0 with about five minutes to play here in the first half. We'll see if they can put something together, maybe get some points on the board, but we'll keep our eyes on what's going on in that one. Just to give you guys the updated live markets here on this game, uh, the Falcons now catching seven and a half, totals down to 35 and a half. So uh, not a whole lot of points expected here. And when you watch the game, you see why the total is at 35 and a half based on uh, Atlanta's inability to make some big plays. But this drive has been pretty decent, at least from what we've seen compared to the other ones. Yeah, they're playing a little Canadian football here on this drive. They're trying to stay out of third down. And he's made some really good throws. He's thrown a curl three times in a row. 
you know, which is the throw he seems to be most comfortable with because it's a big window. So when they pressure him, it's really an issue because mm. what happens is he's got to make a tight window throw and and what 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 really creates problems. See, so he threw that curl again there. Yep. This is the fourth time he threw the curl, and now it's a pick six. See, yep. this is what happens. You This is why the play caller for, like, Arthur Smith, you get strapped. You, th- you keep calling the same play over and over again because he throws the curl really well. Now, he's been throwing it to his left, but this time he threw it to his right. And just as I said, he's been throwing the curl, they picked it off. They know. I mean, they know what's going on. They can sense it. And the limit, the portfolio that you have in terms of the play calling, it really reduces you. So it's a challenge. And you can pat him on the head. You can say everything's okay. But this is an issue that goes deeper than just the kid's not trying. Like, the kid's really a great kid. Ritter's Mm -hmm. a great kid. But unfortunately, his inability to throw the whole spread of passes with accuracy. I mean, the kid just jumped that route, Femi. Yeah, he was sitting on it the whole time. And, 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 well, because how many times are you going to call a curl? You, You can't do it all the time. But, but that's something he can throw. So really, you can you you the 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 play caller gets limited. It's a tough. That's why I keep saying to people all the time, you call plays, you call plays for them. Mm-hmm. You know, most good teams, you know, don't run a lot of plays, but they run them from different looks and different formations. But you need to have enough diversity within your throwing. It's like a basketball shooter. You got to be able to spread the floor out a little bit to shoot from different areas. And if you can only throw curls. Because the curl gives you that window that he can really see. And why does he like throwing curls? Because all he has to do is throw the ball to the receiver. So that's not there's no there's no angle in the throw. There's no angle in the throw. It's just a it's like playing catch. It's a pitcher throwing to a catcher. So it's easy. There's a pathway there. That's why he likes that. But when he has to throw something that has separation or the appearance of separation, now he gets nervous with his accuracy. This is an accuracy issue, mm-hmm. not a processing issue. Yeah, and because I think that's an important distinction because it, oftentimes it's like, oh, like decision-making or processing, but it's, like you said, an accuracy, which is causing him to make certain decisions and to, to turn down throws, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened last year in the four games that he played. If you watch him closely, he did not trust himself to throw the football. It wasn't he knew where to go with the football. Mm-hmm. He just didn't want to make a mistake. He didn't want to leave himself behind and hurt his team. That's admirable qualities to have. But when you're so risk averse, it becomes you hurt your team. So this this is going to be a problem. Now Atlanta's down seventeen to three. You know what you have to do here if you're Mike Caldwell and you're coaching defense for Jacksonville, you got to turn the heat up. You got to turn the heat up. You you got to make sure that you're mixing in a lot of different things because you want to go into halftime up seventeen three. Yeah, well seventeen nothing for that matter. Seventeen nothing. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. And uh, in the live markets, Jacksonville has shot up to a sixteen and a half point favorite. The total is at forty and a half. It was forty one and a half earlier. And I think I mean, based on how this is playing out, now maybe he turns the ball over and Jacksonville is able to get short field and and score touchdowns from that route here. But I mean, I. This feels like a live under game or maybe take a look at the second half under as we approach halftime here, because if this ends up being Ritter having to go to that drop back game and if the drop back game is as limited as you've been saying it is, I don't see how Atlanta is able to get enough chunk plays. To, Atlanta to score. can't protect well enough in a drop back game. Atlanta's paid all these offensive linemen. 
right? I mean, Atlanta's drafted Drake London, Bijan Robinson. They've drafted all these offensive linemen. Here we get a good look at it, right? So, you know, it's a simple concept over on the side. But they've run this concept numerous times. So it's a switch curl. And, and he knows it. He sees it. The safety sees it completely. You know, and they're playing cover three, and he just and he's this down safety. So he played the curl. They called the coverage to the to the two receiver side, knowing that he could potentially throw the curl. He's the curl flat player. Mm. Well, we'll see if he can bounce back. And oh my! See, now God. here's Jesus here's Christ. another point that you have to understand too. And this is something that you got to be able to do. Is you got to be, and then he throws another <laughs> one. You got to be able to when he gets into a, a situation where uh, where they put that five-man line with three down guys covering the guards up inside and the two outside players, you know, it's a real challenge to run the ball against that look. Mm-hmm. And so once again, he's staring down the receiver and he's making it easy for the free safeties to jump on the ball because he doesn't trust the process. Well, <laughs> I don't mean to be in a play-by-play mode no. here, but that's kind of where we go. But I think it's a good analysis that you're giving here and giving context. I mean, I'm sure people are going and, and getting their two screen on or, or at least listening and maybe watching the game here. Um, but I, I think it's really good context that you're providing as to why Ritter is making the mistakes that he's making or is not being able to well, execute. Well, see, that, that coverage here, that we call that coverage one cut. So what happens is when a receiver, if that receiver would have kept running down the field, Mm-hmm. then that corner would have stayed with him. But once he came inside, he turned him over to the free safety. So it's one cut. That's why when you watch the games, everybody, well, they're in man, they're in zone. No, they're not. There's always combinations within the coverage that you have to understand. And so they just cut that. And so now all of a sudden it becomes a real issue. To me, if I'm Doug Peterson, this is where you got to put the game away. you got to mm-hmm. put the game away. You go in at halftime 24 nothing. And, and there's nothing on Arthur Smith's play sheet that can get them back into the game. There's nothing there. And, and this kid's going to lose his confidence because the one thing he prides himself on is not turning it over. Yeah. And, and so that's really – he had one interception entering today, and now he's got two. On back-to-back drives, for that matter. One of them going for a touchdown, another one that has now set up Jacksonville inside the red zone. And like just before he threw that second interception, I was just about to make the point of, hey, if Atlanta could get something on the board, they do get the ball to start the second half to where maybe if they can win the middle eight that we talk about so much here on the Lombardi line to where, hey, that's a way to get back into this game. But now... Jacksonville's the team that can win the middle eight here. If they're able to add another touchdown to this thing and make it 24 to nothing, the live markets, Jacksonville, a 21 and a half point favorite, 44 and a half is our live total here in this game. The Falcons now that to me, Femi, I don't Mm -hmm. understand that. So if I bet Atlanta now, do I get 21 points? So yep. I would be up 21 to 17 or yeah. do I, what, how does that work? So, yeah, so, so it actually went down to 20 and a half. So if you get, if you bet Atlanta plus 20 and a half, if they lose by 20 or less, then you go ahead and win. So it's just like a making the live wager based on what's going on. And like you said, like the, 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 the live markets are tied to the algorithm, which is also tied to the closing spread. So the team that oftentimes is favored whenever they go up, it's going to continue to go up and up and up. And in this case, it's a 17 point game to where Jacksonville, the live market already is pricing in the fact that there's a really good chance that they could get points here. They're going for it on fourth and one. So if they, if fam- well, they should the Falcons call time out here, stop. what they should do is let this clock go all the way down to one second and call timeout. Yeah. They should let it go all the way down oh. to one second and call timeout. And, and, and really, and make sure they've got the right look, do a, what we call a Kodak, do a Kodak. And of course, instead they do something else. <laughs> they, they do something else. And Trevor Lawrence takes a sack. So Atlanta <sighs> gets a stop here with 2.20 to go. Falcons, I mean, 
they got to try to get some sort of explosive I play. I, I first guessed that, Femi. I didn't second guess it. I first yeah. guessed it. You said they should call timeout, and they didn't. And they took a sack on fourth and one inside the red zone. And they, they did not grab yeah. control. So with that play, though, Michael, because this is interesting from a live market standpoint, it went from 20 and a half to now 16 and a half because the expectation yeah. was they were going to get points. They don't get points. And now the market then corrects itself. Yeah. And, and I mean, Peterson has these, you know, he loves to go for it on fourth down. And yet, you know, his success rate on fourth down isn't very good. But, you know, keep keep doing it. And, keep, you know, <laughs> there was a chance to win that game and you needed to be patient. Just take it down, get to the two minute, war- get to the time, make sure you got the right play, see the look and then come back and run the play. Oh, I guess he trusted that they would go ahead and get the first down, but they did not. And uh, the Falcons looks like there's a penalty. I think a false start maybe on Atlanta. So 220 left to go in the first half. We will get to the other games, Baltimore and Cleveland, of course, Patriots, Cowboys, and we'll get to the commanders and the Eagles as well to wrap up our number one here on the Lombardi line. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. We're back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code VEASAN. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code VEASAN. The crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi, and we have some breaking news in the National Football League. We started this show saying we have four rookie quarterbacks starting today. Well, we have five because the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. have made the determination that Deshaun Watson will not start in this game, despite the reports that we saw yesterday. Watson goes through his pregame warmup, and the decision was made that he was not feeling good enough to go ahead and play. So it will be rookie quarterback Dorian Thompson Robinson who starts for the Cleveland. 
Cleveland Browns, and the market has reacted as such. Baltimore now a one-point road favorite over at DraftKings. The total still at 38.5, but uh, big shocking news here after we thought Watson would be good to go, but the warm-up said otherwise. The, the two best rookie quarterbacks this summer, including C.J. Stroud, including Bryce Young and all the first-rounders, were O'Connell and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I mean, they were the two best, and this is an opportunity to see how they translate transition into this. We know that Watson, you know, didn't practice much. Everybody expected him to play. If you would have said to me this morning when I came in that that Thompson Robinson was going to play and, and that Carr was going to play and Watson wasn't, I would have said no. That's probably wrong. But there's where we are. It's going to be a challenge for him against a good Baltimore team that plays great team defense. But Baltimore's secondary is not healthy either. So mm-hmm. uh, it's going to come down to Stefanski. Look, this game, uh, what's the under? Uh, 38 and a half. Kings, New Jersey, 38 and a half. Uh, yeah, that, that's probably going to be, I think that, that could tick down to 37 and a half before too long. Yeah, I mean, this was expected to be a grinded out sort of game with two healthy quarterbacks, we thought, getting going yeah. into this week. Well, it opened 44 and a half, yeah. to, uh, Femi. It opened 44 and a half. Now it's now 38 and a half, and I think it's going to tick down further. Yeah, no, I agree with you as well because, I mean, it's a tough spot for Dorian Thompson-Robinson to be thrown into. And he's not – I'm sure he had got a lot of reps at practice since Watson oh, yeah, didn't yeah. make yeah. Uh, many throws this week here. But still, to make your first start in a division game against a, a Ravens team looking to bounce back in desperate need of a win, uh, it's a difficult spot here for Dorian Thompson-Robinson. But he, like you said, he was really impressive throughout the preseason. So the preseason all-stars of DTR and Aiden O'Connell – Hey, step up to the show. It's the month of October. Here we go. And they will be starting for their respective teams here. If you had to make a wager in this game here, would you go on the side of Baltimore with DTR now starting quarterback? Or or are you bullish on Dorian Thompson-Robinson and this Cleveland team that maybe surprised the Baltimore Ravens here despite Watson's uh, injury? Baltimore just went up to minus one and a half and the unders yeah. coming down. I, I would, I mean, I'm not going to get, I'm not taking, I'm not taking DTR over Lamar Jackson in this game as yeah. much as I respect the Cleveland defense. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a challenge. I mean, I'll go with Lamar. You know, I know there were people that went with Lamar anyway, so I think I'll definitely do that. I would do that and see if I could, uh, you know, I, I mean, this is one of those where Baltimore can grind it out, you know, and now look, Baltimore's running back situation, you know, they had to activate Melvin Gordon. They had to bring up La- Laquan Treadwell as a receiver because they're hurting those two areas. Uh, you know, Gus, um, Gus Edwards is back with a concussion, but Justin Hill, Justin Hill is out. So, you know, they're beat up so in many places. It'll be interesting if Ronnie Stanley plays. The Cleveland Browns laying two and a half was the fifth most selected side in the circa millions so those people right now i'm yeah. sure a little disappointed at this news but there's nothing that says that they can't cover that i mean like the market obviously is swinging one way but the game also has to be played so uh don't don't be uh, disappointed or sad i guess already let's wait for the game to be played but i'm sure it's a it's a disadvantageous spot there for the people that went ahead and took cleveland laying the two and a half with now the market saying baltimore a one and a half point favorite with deshaun watson now ruled out for this game watson will be inactive well let's keep it rolling here what the rest of the games that we need to get to here in this hour and let's go to philadelphia where the eagles will be hosting the washington commanders later on this afternoon philadelphia right now is a nine and a half point favorite at DraftKings, total 43 and this is the game that we saw a season ago when philly was undefeated and washington was able to kind of spoil the undefeated season but obviously new coaches new personnel here in 2023 yeah, I mean, th- this is interesting because when you're talking about Washington, you know, when you look at their football team, you think, okay, 
you know, th- this is a team that should be improved in, in a lot of different areas, but unfortunately they're not, you know, and defensively, I think, you know, sack per play, they're good, but third down, they were really good last year. Points per play defensively, they're 29th in the league, you know, and their fourth quarter defense is 20th in the league. They only force, they're 27th in forcing punts. This is kind of an, a, 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 of, a, of a team that you would expect them to be better defensively considering where they were last year and then adding two young players into their secondary. Look, the one thing Washington can do is defend the inside run game with those two big tackles, Payne and Allen. And if you can do that against Philly like New England tried to do, then you force it to a passing game. And we have not seen this Eagle passing game to where it was last year, whether it's because they've lost Shane Steichen and they're tra- changing over in terms of their new offensive coordinator, Marcus Johnson, or perhaps they just haven't gotten into rhythm. But they're 15th in the league on third down. Their offensive rating is 11th in the league. Their offensive line in terms of sacks allowed is 21st. That's not usually something you see in a Philadelphia team, especially as good as they are in the offensive line. So to me, if you're taking Philly, you're saying Hurts is going to raise his level of play. If you're taking Washington, you're saying it's going to be a lower scoring. They're going to run the football like they have the last two weeks. And Hurts might be able to raise his level of play because he's won 20 of his last 21 regular season starts. Like he's been terrific behind center here for the Eagles. And he's kind of the straw that stirs the drink and the emotional leader of that Philadelphia Eagles team. But I'm with you. Like I think Washington can keep this thing competitive. And maybe that's a little bit of a spoiler alert for one of my plays there. I didn't yeah. play it in the contest, but I also just bet the game because oh. I don't think Washington is as bad as what we saw last week. Well, but they can't go into a game, Femi, and throw it up. Like, you know, what I think Eric Bieniemy has to realize is, look, I don't have Mahomes. Like, mm-hmm. I've got to run the ball. But the problem he has as a play caller is this offensive line's horrible. 32nd in sacks allowed. Yeah. You know, so he can't really control the line of scrimmage. And it puts a lot of pressure on Howe. And Howe's turned the ball over too much. He turned it over in the first three quarters of the Arizona game. He turned it over in, in the last game at home. You know, and this is a problem. And if he does this against Philadelphia, you're going to have to block inside those, you know, whether it's Carter, Cox, you know, Fletcher Cox, you got, you know, you've got these uh, Jordan Davis inside. That's Mm -hmm. a tough, tough group to block. And this line isn't good, even though they signed Wiley. Wiley hasn't been a very good right tackle for him. And you can't call plays as if you've got Patrick Mahomes under center. You're going to have to try to slow this game down. Last year, what Scott Turner did as the offensive coordinator is he, if you remember that game that they won, they still turned it over. Leno gave up a sack fumble that on Heineke, but they ran the ball. They got four yards, four yards, five yards, first down, three yards, four yards. They kept, mm-hmm. they kept matriculating the ball, as Henry Stram once said, <laughs> down the field, and that was how they were able to come out, out the victor. That's something they have to do. Yeah, that's one of the great NFL films sound bites. By the way, <laughs> gotta, gotta keep, keep matriculating, matriculating the ball down, down the field, field. boys. <laughs> that's, yeah. a, that's a great matriculate. one. <laughs> I love that word. But uh, we'll see if Washington can matriculate the ball down the field because I agree with you. They have to do that. They got to keep this, uh, keep their defense off the field. Their defense. I mean, the, the front four, we, we want to expect more from them. Four first-round picks on there to maybe put some pressure on Jalen Hurts. Uh, they didn't put a whole lot of pressure on Josh Allen last week. Allen able to break contain move the change with some of those run games and extend the play and get some big chunk plays in the passing game. But uh, I, I think Washington, if they turn the ball over again, they'll get blown out. 
that's without a doubt. But if they can at least keep this thing closer to the vest and be a little bit more efficient, then maybe they can actually keep this game competitive. Uh, to update you guys on what's going on between the Falcons and the Jaguars, we are at halftime. 17-0 is our score. Jacksonville had uh, uh, an opportunity at the end of the first half, but Trevor Lawrence had to take a sack there to close things out here. So the live market's over at DraftKings. The Jaguars, 17-and-a-half-point favorites live, and the total is at 37 and a half. So uh, for those of you looking to live wager, any live wagering advice after what we've seen here for the 30 minutes before we wrap up our number one here, Michael? I would wait until the first first couple plays, see what see what Arthur Smith's adjustment is in terms of he's mm-hmm. only down 17 nothing. I mean, he, you know, you figure you're going to get five possessions in the second half. You're going to have to score on at least three of them to get back in the game. I think if you're Jacksonville, you know the game's got to get to 27 to win it. You need 10 more points to win the game. And that's your mindset. We got to go out and get ten more points. Yeah. The, the Falcons are not going to score twenty-eight points. They're not going to score four out of five drives against us. So you got to get twenty-seven points. That's the game, and that's how you have to look at it. And to me, that's what halftime's about: is what number do we need to get to to win this game? Yeah. Well, you said twenty-seven is what they got to get to, and I think if they get to twenty-seven, they should be able to win this game, barring some sort of defensive collapse. Because through one half of football, Atlanta has struggled to move the ball. Jacksonville, they've moved the ball, but they've just kind of shot themselves in the foot here. Uh, it feels like they're just not all the way buttoned up. I don't know what's going on with the Jaguars, but not too much that we can complain about. They do have a seventeen-point lead here at the break. All right, we're going to take a break. Hour number two will begin with the Dallas Cowboys and the New England Patriots here on the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 